Welcome to the Corporate Detox Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda McCorder. I'm a corporate dropout, recovering people pleaser, and perfectionist turned burnout recovery coach. If you are sick of the corporate roller coaster ride and ready to step into a life you love, this is the podcast for you. Hey there, welcome back to the Corporate Detox Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda McCorder, and in today's episode, I am joined by my good friend, Jenny Gillard. Jenny is a business mentor and loves helping women, especially mamas, fully go after their dreams, simplify their steps, and help them get out of their own way. She is also the co-host of an amazing podcast geared towards Latina mamas in business, and I'm sure we'll hop into that a little bit more about that podcast as our conversation continues. Okay, Jenny, thank you so much for being here. Um, Typically, I jump right into you telling us about your corporate detox story. But while I have you, I just want to I want to go back to a few weeks ago when I we reached out, we were talking to each other about doing this. And I told you that you were like one of my dream interviews, like you had been on my list of people that I wanted to interview. Um, for since I started this. So I am just so flattered that you're here. Um, we had connected originally, we were in the same coaching program um, with Rebecca Lima. And um, I just love your story. And I love that you and your sister, Wendy have worked together. And I think we'll get into that a little yeah. bit in our interview. But um, I just love like the bond that you guys have and how you guys even each other out. So um, with that, Aww. let's jump in. And I can't mm-hmm. wait for you to share your story. So um, share with us your own corporate detox story. Okay. Well, thank you for having me. This is so fun. I was telling Amanda, so my sister and I have been in business um, for the past three, four years, something like that. So this is my first interview by myself. So it's kind of nerve wracking, but also exciting at the same time, because I get to share just more about just me. Um, And I don't like to be the center of attention. So this is going to be even more fun. Um, (laughs) But, um, but I just want to say really quick, I love everything that you are doing. Um, So when you messaged me and said I was on your dream list, I just about died because I'm like, I'm on somebody's list. Oh my goodness. Um, And I just love what you are doing. I love the name of your brand. I love your messaging. Every time you put stuff out there, I'm like, yes. Yes, yes, so good, so good. So I just have to say that you are doing such amazing work. Just Thank wanted you. to say that first. I received yeah. that. Thank you very much. You received that. Okay. Um. So let's start. Um. Okay. I'll I'll start with my previous corporate job. Um. So I was in corporate America, and I wouldn't even call it very. So funny that I was thinking back. So I started with a very small company based just in Orlando uh, and they got bought out several times. So then it became very corporate So I started with them super small, like under a hundred people. And then it just got to, they actually became, they got bought out by the book publishing company Pearson. So it, we got really, really big, but I was through all of those changes. So this was, um, I was there for all, uh, just about 10 years actually. 
And um, I was in marketing for the majority of that time, like about five, six years or something like that. Um, and uh, that was like my real big girl job, I guess. And uh, I was doing that and I didn't see any problems with corporate America. <laughs> I was perfectly happy until I had my second son. Um, and in 20, uh, 2016, I started getting this little bug for um, the entrepreneurial world. I'm not really sure where it came from, but I started binging podcasts. And there was this podcast. It's no longer the name of it because she like blew up to a whole nother level. But it used to be called Don't Keep Your Day Job. And um, I just, I couldn't even believe there was like another world out there that wasn't a corporate world. And the funny thing is that I actually have a lot of entrepreneurial um, uh, family members. So you would think like, I kind of was like, oh, this is, you know, possible through it, but it didn't really kind of hit me. I just thought you have to go into corporate America. You got to get the good benefits. You got to get that good 401k and you retire when you're 65 and that is it. And that's what I was kind of going for. I wanted to, I didn't really want to climb the corporate ladder that much. I just was very comfortable just kind of, oh, if I can make a decent salary, I'll be fine. Uh, that that was kind of my approach to things. Um, and then uh, I think God just started showing me after, you know, my son was born, like there's something else out there. So I started getting just very, just annoyed by everything that they did, basically. I was, I hated my managers. I, I I will say I had, I was there for 10 years and I probably had a new manager every year. So I had like 10 managers. The problem with, with corporate America for, is that when you have good managers, you tend to stay longer. The manager is usually, if they suck, then you're like, I'm out of here. Like, this is stupid. I'm not doing this. But my managers always were really good. And so they kind of kept me going. And then I got that one <laughs> at that like 10, nine year mark or something like that, that I was like, this is bullshit. And um, I'll never forget. I, I'm sorry if I'm, I don't even know if I'm all over the place, but this is, it's actually, I haven't been, I left corporate America five years ago, five, six years ago, something like that. Um, so it's kind of been, I've been interesting, like thinking back to all this time, but I went to uh, Mexico, I remember, and came back from this trip. And my manager was like, how was your time? And I was like, it was great. And I'm telling her about it. She's like, so, um, oh, I don't remember her name. Lisa's leaving. And I'm like, oh, okay, great for Lisa. Um, or not great, but you know, where is she going? All that conversation. And then it just turned into, so we're just going to be reorganizing some roles here and who's going to be taking on what. And I'm like, oh, okay. And so then it just got to, uh, I was taking on two people's jobs and not going to get any more money. And I was at that point, I think I was just so jaded, so burnt out. So like, I just, if that would have happened maybe a couple of years ago, I put it, probably would have been okay with it, but something just put me over the edge with that. And I remember calling my husband and saying, I'm so done with this place. I can't take this anymore. And he, I'll never forget. I'm on the phone crying and he goes, just quit. And I was like, it's almost like I needed his permission 
Like I just needed someone else to tell me like, it's, it's going to be okay. He didn't even say those words. Actually, he kind of did, but he was just like, just leave. We'll be okay. Cause at that time he was getting trained to do something else. So it would be another income coming in. So I'm like, okay, you'll be okay. And, um, and I just went with that. I just felt like that's exactly what I needed to hear. And I gave my notice, um, a five week notice, which I'm so embarrassed about now because I'm that people pleasing. I'm like, really? Oh, five girl. Weeks. So I did not know you gave five weeks, five weeks. So unnecessary. But at the same time, I was very nervous about not getting a paycheck. So yeah. I was like, oh, let me extend this as long as I possibly can. But a lot of it was just people pleasing. I'm like, oh, they need, they need support. They need help. Uh, yeah. And then I left and, um, I went in business with my sister and we did that for three, four years or yeah, my timing is not very good, but then in about November, we kind of realized that we were passionate about different things and we were kind of afraid to tell each other that. And so once she said it, it just opened everything up and she's ventured out and done doing her own thing. And I'm doing my own thing now too. And it was, it's been very clear that that's what we were supposed to do. Like there was, it, it just, it's been so easy. Um, so I know that it was like the right decision. And so, yeah. And so that was in like November ish. And then in January, we kind of just went our own ways and I decided that so what we were doing was actually in like supporting women during pregnancy, birth and postpartum. And so uh, I, I decided that I wanted to support women um, on the on, like on the business side more because I don't know, I just went back to me five years ago and what I needed back then. And I'm like, man, if I could only have known this and that and not made these mistakes and if i could just teach someone you don't have to do this you don't have to do that like stop focus you know all of these mistakes uh and so that's what i decided to do so now oh i'm mentoring gosh. moms yeah and i'm yeah. like oh my god i can't believe i'm actually doing this <laughs> i love it okay so let's go back to um your comment about almost the loyalty to managers cuz i think a lot of people can resonate with that right that it's not it's not always a company that keeps you where you're at for a long time. It is the person that you're working for. Yeah. Because that's who you have the relationship with. Exactly. Because we're not really dealing with people up there, you know, and yes. it's really that every day to day, if you can have an okay relationship with someone that you're dealing with, you know, on a daily basis, then you're fine, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So I saw this so much like good and bad in my former corporate career, because when I, I was brought up that like your store, like I worked in retail, so your store manager would make or break the whole mm -hmm. operation. Right. And that was always something that I prided myself on was having that relationship with folks. And then when I went into HR, <laughs> And you're watching what's happening at store level, right? You could see that. Like there would be really, really, really good teams. And then you changed the store manager and things would just crumble. Mm. The high performers wouldn't perform if they didn't like that store leader, if they didn't feel valued and connected to. Um, so that's definitely something that I think 
you know, people listening, they might be going through that or have gone through that where they had a really good experience and they were loyal to that person. And then there's a change. And -hmm. then it's kind of like the bottom falls out. Yes. Yes. And I'm so glad it happened to me Yes, (laughs) because I was there for way too long. I was probably there for an extra like three years, I would say. I I should have left like three years ago. Um, And I did start looking for like another job about two, three years ago, just kind of looking, but nothing really happened. I think, you know, God already knew his plan. Uh, But I was, yeah, I was just there for way too long, but it, it really just came down to the manager. And once I got that one manager, that changed everything. And that opened up my eyes to so much. Uh, so I'm glad. <laughs> I hate her, <laughs> but I'm also glad that she came in in my world, honestly. Like, yeah. if it wasn't for her, I, I really wouldn't be here, kind of. So, yeah. In a weird way. Yeah. Yeah. But people don't leave jobs. People leave like the managers, really. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, now let's talk about this five-week notice because, so I've been seeing a trend um, since I've been doing this work on women giving long notices when they resign. Mm. I did not see this from men when I was in the HR realm. Interesting. It is is definitely something that I find very interesting. Um, I gave a month's notice. You did. Mm -hmm. I gave a month's notice. Same thing, right? I didn't want to leave my team high and dry. There were things that needed to happen. There was a grand reopening coming. There's all this stuff, right? And And also I wanted to make it to that next month. So I would have the benefits to carry me to the end of the year. I knew if I worked one day in December, I would get benefits that would take me till January 1st, essentially. So there's that piece, but it's just really interesting that as women, we feel that we have to tie up the loose ends that we have to make th- make sure that things are, you know, our successor is ready to go. Um, it's just really interesting. I've, I've, I know of at least three other people be- besides the two of us that it's mm. been the same thing. Yeah. They give three weeks notice. Yeah. And that makes total sense. Honestly, if you think about it, I mean, men are just not worried about what other people like it's, they're worried about themselves. Like I got to take care of myself and I, I'm, this other job needs me or whatever it is. And I'm just yes. going to do what I need to do. And we're just thinking about everyone else, but ourselves, basically. Yep. I will say now that I know what I know about people, pleasing boundaries, like everything that I have learned, I would never do that. But I will say it was also because I wanted the paycheck. So there was part of that too. It wasn't just the people pleasing, um, that definitely was a part of it, but same thing. I was being very strategic about it and the benefits. And I'm like, I got to get these doctor's appointments out of the way, but yeah, that people pleasing man, is just brutal. It's just, it's yeah. so hard to, to get out of that, but you know, knowing what I know now I would do, you know, differently, but it's so, still- so those five weeks, 
And I don't know if you can remember back this far, because I know this is like, I'm asking you to recall a lot of things from your corporate days, but um, what was your experience in those five weeks? Like by week two, had you basically checked out? Yes, it was fabulous. It was magical because I took advantage of it and I was just very relaxed about everything. So yeah, I would say about the two week mark, I was pretty much checked out. I did what I needed to do. I trained who I needed to train. I loose, you know, tightened up everything. And I, uh, I just kind of chilled out and it was so fun because (laughs) there would be things that would be like coming down the line, like this training or this thing. And I'm like, "Hmm, not me. (laughs) So it was really fun. I will have to say like that long, it was kind of worth it a little bit just to see them all kind of like panic a little bit about things. And I'm like, it's not going to affect me. And I would just, you know, yeah, that was really Mm. fun. (laughs) Total same, 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 same situation for me. It's funny, like the team, the store that I was at and I was leading, the team would note it like they noticed it right off the bat um, on how like we got to like that two week mark and like just my whole attitude had changed. Not that I didn't care about what was going on, but my stress levels were a lot lower because my my whole thing was, and I would say this to people, what are they going to do? Fire me? Like, I'm not going to be here in a few weeks anyways. So like, I just didn't take it as serious. Mm-hmm. And then now, now looking back, like I tell clients all the time, there's a reason that people talk about a two weeks notice. <laughs> because if you try to give more than that, like, you're not contributing a whole lot to the organization, quite honestly. And you're probably going to get to like week two in a couple of days and be a little bit miserable and kind of wish you would have just given the two weeks notice. Given, Yeah. 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 And the most fun part about it, I will say now that you're talking about it is also that they, I wasn't going to another corporate job. So I was, I had, I actually had no idea what I was going to do. I just, said I was going to, what did I say? I think I said I was going to work because my my husband's also an entrepreneur. And I think I said I was just going to like help out my husband um, and do my own thing. I don't remember it because I didn't have an actual strategy. I didn't have this business for myself that I was going to necessarily. We were going to build it. Uh, but it was so fun that they were just like, where is she going? What is she doing? It was just so fun. Now that I think back to like, they were just oh, yeah. so confused. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, same thing. Like I had no plan, like none. I didn't have another didn't job lined up. Either. Okay, I, I had didn't no either. plan. And I remember <laughs> um, the president of our division actually came to my store and she was like, I, I just want to talk to you about this. And she's like, well, what are you going to do? And I said, I, I don't, I don't have a plan. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not going to do this. I know that for sure, but I don't know what I'm going to do. And like, she was really concerned about, and there was a lot of people concerned that I was leaving with nothing. And a lot of people had it in their mind that I would leave, take a month or two off to chill out and then be begging to come back. Mm. So I remember running into that same leader at um, a retirement party for one of the people that I'd worked with. And her comment to me was, you know, we have a place for you when you're ready to come back. 
And that made me so mad. Like that fired me up because first of all, I was like, at that point, like I had started my own business and it was like, it was her, her mentality of you're not going to make it. So you need to come back to the corporate world that really, it really lit a fire in my belly. Mm. Sometimes you need those comments. I wish I would have gotten a comment like that. It's yeah. Sometimes you need people to not believe in you. Yeah. So you can believe in yourself a little bit more, yeah. you know, because I'm sure you had a lot of doubt and fear, but her saying that was like, oh my God, I'm going to do this and I'm going to show you and I'm going to take pictures of me doing it. And right. It to you. <laughs> yeah. My attitude at that point was like, okay, maybe th- if this doesn't work, like I will find something that works to not have to come back and work for someone like you. <laughs> <laughs> It truly was like that. That's so funny. Aww. So, um, so now, you know, I, I remember listening to the podcast, um, that you and Wendy had dropped that was like, changes are coming. And you guys had like had that conversation with each other on like, this just isn't lighting us up anymore. Let's, let's talk about how amazing is it as an entrepreneur that when something doesn't feel good anymore, you can just change? Mm, amen to that. <laughs> I actually just did a post that about that the other day did about you? pivoting and changing yeah. because I will say though, corporate America, man, just sucks the life out of you. And it's so hard to get out of a lot of things that, that they teach you. And as an entrepreneur, I have to constantly remind myself that it's okay to pivot and it's okay to change. And I'm the one in charge. I make the decisions. And yes, there are some times that I'm like, can someone please tell me what to do? But I have to constantly remind myself, like you make these decisions, you can do whatever you want, whenever you want. And that's why you got became an entrepreneur. I became an entrepreneur because I hated people telling me what to do and how to do it. And I wanted to be in control of my destiny and my salary and my everything. I wanted to be in control of that, not some people that don't know me. So yeah, it was, um, it was quite some time. Yeah. I, so I don't know if you remember this, but we were, um, it was one of our coaching calls with Rebecca And so when I started my business, I started out as an online business manager and it's what felt comfortable to me because a, I didn't even know what was out there. Like there was this whole world outside of corporate and I, I, I knew nothing about it. Um, mostly because I was so wrapped up in what I was doing in my corporate life and I was working you know, 65, 75 hours a week, like there was no time to look at what was outside of that. So I I kind of fell into like, okay, well, you know, I have 18 years in management, we'll do online business manager. And I still do some of that work. But I remember the day that I was like, you know, I don't know if I want to do this long term. And I don't know if I want this to be the only thing that I do. And Rebecca had said to me, why don't you coach? Like you want to help women in corporate. So why don't you coach? And my thing to her was, well, I can't do, I can't just change. I've only been doing this for a few months. 
Mm-hmm. And it was that corporate mindset, right? Like I was taught that you should stay in a position for <laughs> 12 to 18 months before you go on to another one. Yeah. And I carried that into my business. And my mindset was, well, I need to do this for at least a year, if not two years before I pivot. Yeah. And it was like the light bulb went off. I didn't know that about you. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that's how you started. And that's how yeah. it kind of interesting. Yeah. So the light bulb went off and I was like, are you for real? Like I can change at any point that I want to. And that was so like life giving to me in this business because I had like that, my, that corporate mindset of you should do this for so long. You don't have to, like you can seriously wake up tomorrow and decide you know what, I'm just going to add something to my business or I'm going to take something away from my business or this doesn't feel good. And you don't have that pressure of um, Wall Street. You don't have the pressure of all these people above you telling you what to do. Yeah, I think I, I think we think, sadly, <laughs> this is going to sound really weird, but that people care about us more than we think. I remember that there was like a really a good post that I did a long time ago about that, like, People are so much more consumed with their own lives than with yours. So sometimes we think we post something that, and like that the world saw it, which by the way, probably only five people saw that. We think the whole world saw that. And so that, so then if we decide to change something or completely change something in three months, that those people saw that and also saw, it was like, it's just these stories in our head. And I'm like, no one cares that much about you in a sad way, but it's, they care about themselves. They're trying to survive. They're trying to figure themselves out. They're really not following you. They don't have a notification to see every or every single move. So I kind I always try to remind myself about that. That's so good. It's so interesting. Isn't that? Yeah. 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 With my, with my sister, we just, we had, we, thankfully we had a therapist Guys, we had a relationship therapist because it is just being in business with someone else is just hard. Being in business with a family member is even harder. So we we got a relationship therapist and we only had like two calls maybe with him, maybe three, where we realized this is it. This is what we had. We were not communicating effectively. We're just so different. And it was just not working and we couldn't figure out why. And then one day my sister was like, maybe this is not what we're supposed to be doing. And I remember her saying, Jenny, if tomorrow you wake up and you are coaching or or, or helping um, women during pregnancy or get that birth that they want, or you find out that you help someone leave a corporate job or you help someone uh, start their own business. Like which one lights you up? And I was like, Oh my God, that is so easy and obvious. I want to help women start their own business. That's, that's what lights me up. And I felt that in my body as she said that. And she's like, so that's the answer. That's it. And so that's when we decided, and I'm glad that, and that's another one there too. Like we were doing that for four years maybe, and we could have easily just kept going and going and trying to figure this out. But it's not only consistency that wins, you also have to be aligned with what you like to do. So you could be 
consistent with something for a really long time, but you're not aligned with it anymore. So that's another reason why it won't work. So it's just not, it's not just being consistent. That's enough. So as soon as we were consistent with what we actually love to do and what we are passionate about, that's when things kind of took off. So I will say that, but I'm glad she said it that day. It was like such a relief. I'll never forget it the way she said it. And then my whole shoulders, everything was dropped. And I was like, thank you for saying that. Cause I guess I was thinking about that too, but didn't really even think about it until she said it. And I was like, oh my God, this is it. So I'm just so glad she said that. So let's talk. So you guys still have a podcast together. We do. That I thoroughly enjoy. Oh, I do. I thoroughly enjoy it. And you have done multiple episodes with your relationship therapist. Yeah. 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 I love the episodes with him. He's amazing. Yeah, he's awesome. We've actually known him for quite a while. He's, he actually was um, uh, the therapist for me and my husband, my sister and her then husband. He's done a lot of stuff for us. So it's almost just like family at this point. But yeah, we're, we're so lucky to have him in our life. We meet, we still meet with him every two weeks even though we're in business separately, because, uh, we just, you know, he almost came, became almost like a business consultant a little bit. Um, so we still have the podcast that we share because I feel like that's the one thing that kind of connects us and it's more of just fun, creative outlet sisters coming together kind of thing. So we we're still doing our own things, but that's that one thing that keeps us connected, I would say. So you released an episode a week ago about hair hair <laughs> and I loved it oh I loved it so and I think there was an episode before that that you had mentioned in the corporate world and I've never thought about this ever um and you really brought this to light about how when someone has naturally curly hair you feel this need, especially in the corporate world, to wear it straight. Like you don't wear it natural because of the perception of that. And oh, I, no. so I'm definitely going to link that podcast in the show notes because I, it's just, it's so good. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's, uh, we discovered so much just by doing that podcast um, as we were like talking, it's like, remember this, remember that, but yeah, we would not go on job interviews with curly hair. We would not, you wouldn't get promoted. If you had curly hair, you would not get that, that, that job. If you had a, a curly hair, uh, if you went to, you know, some big corporate meeting or something, um, do not wear your curly hair because it's not professional looking basically. And funny enough, somebody commented that she's actually looking for a job. She got, um, um, her position was like, um, they reorganized and she's looking for a job. And she said, she's out there in the workforce. I mean, it's been a while, so I don't know what's going on. She said, it's still like that. She still is straightening her hair just to go on these interviews. Yep. And I was like, wow. And my comment was, I can't believe I fell for that shit. <laughs> right. It, I, it, it, I thought that that was okay. Yes. Man. Yeah. Well, it reminded me of things that I had forgotten from my HR days with recruiting. And there was a, an interview that I did, um, with this, 
this lady and she was amazing. Like she was sweet. She was a high performer. Like she would have been a great leader. And I was not allowed to hire her because she had a tattoo on her hand. Wow. And it wasn't, pro- it wasn't anything offensive. Like it was, I want to say there was like some sort of religious meaning. Like it was something that meant to her, that had a meaning to her. Right. Um, And at that time there was like, we had this policy, this rule that we, you don't hire someone that has for a management position that has tattoos that can be seen. Wow. And it was crazy. It was crazy. And I remember saying like, I can't believe that we're passing on this opportunity to have this wonderful leader come work for us because of that. Um, I never, like hair never really, in my mind, never dropped in. But now I wonder like to some of the other people that were recruiting, like what is their perception, right? What was their perception? Um, man, we need to, we, like, we have to get better. Yeah. I think that it's a, a little bit. I remember my sister was in hotel sales and the, the tattoo thing. She, again, it's like, we just, we really just did this shit and we're okay with it. She had to cover it all up. Like she had to buy special makeup and cover up her tattoos. Um, and I know wear a long sleeve shirt and so that she can work. And she, she knows now that there are people still in that world. And she's like, it's not that bad anymore. It's a little bit better now. They don't have you covering up that way, but man, just the stuff that we do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had hourly associates that worked like we had a Starbucks in our store and I remember I'd have to tell them like you either take out your nose ring or you put a bandaid over it. Same thing. Like any piercings, facial piercings, it was that way. Um, Hair color was a big thing. So of course, like when I left, like what's one of the first things I did? I went and got my nose pierced. My, I wear my hair naturally curly now, not because I didn't do it before, but like, right. it's just like, you feel like you can really sink into like who you authentically are. Yes. Embracing who you are is, is exactly, I didn't do that. It took me a while. Like, you, you know, it's been years. It's, it's, you're not in corporate America anymore. You're not in corporate America anymore. And subconsciously you do stuff. A lot of stuff is not consciously, you know, but subconsciously um like I still to this day (laughs) cannot just go to like Marshall's on Tuesday at 10 a.m without having anxiety feeling like I need to be back home someone needs something I need to be on g-chat because someone will need like I still Um... have yeah my sister and I will always talk about it but our heart will start racing if we do something like that and we constantly have to remind ourselves it's okay it's okay you're not in that world anymore yeah yeah Yeah. I think you know one of the things that I've had to learn on this journey is that working on my business doesn't always mean I'm in front of a computer so I think about like listening to podcasts and reading books and like educating myself so that I can help my clients better is working on my business. Yes. Oh my God. Now that you say that, it's so true. Like we just right? think we right behind a computer. Yes. Or like towards the end, we started working from home in our company. So it was like, I have to be by my phone on Gchat and that was acceptable, but I still felt like that wasn't work. Computer is work. Laptop is work. That's such a great point. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And I had, um, 
one of the coaches I was working with and still am like she, I remember uh, probably a year and a half ago, she said to me, you need to set an alarm for three o'clock every day. And like the name on the alarm needs to be, have I done enough work today? Because in my head, right. I felt like I had to be working till five o'clock or later. Yes. And in order to help break out of that, it was, have I done enough today? Because we get so much, like the way that we're productive now in this setting is so much different than when we were in an office setting with people coming in and talking and interrupting us and having to go with someone else's schedule, right? So like prioritizing now, I might only work for three hours, but like I might've gotten more done in that three hours than I did in 10 hours. Exactly. Exactly. Cause it's when it's very focused time. I love that by the way, I wrote that down cause I'm going to do that. But when it's very focused time, so my kids are in vacation Bible school this week. And so I have a good three hour chunk to, to, to do get, to get stuff done without them screaming that they need snacks. Um, but yesterday I, I, I posted this on my story. Now that you say that I got everything on my to-do list done by, by 11 AM everything. And I was done and I still felt like I didn't do enough or right. I felt I should be doing something. Maybe that's more of it. Like when I got home settled and it was like two o'clock, I'm like, I should just sit by my computer and see if there's something I could do. I'm like, just let it be, let it yeah. be enough. Let it yeah. be enough. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So let's talk about the work that you're doing with clients now and feel free to let people know where they can find you, where they can connect with you. Yeah. So this is actually the first time I'm talking about it like this. So this is going to be so interesting. Um, so I basically help specifically moms start businesses and help them stop overcomplicating it all. That's like the gist of it. So I'm kind of serving a past version of myself five years ago where I knew I wanted to start a business. I, I will say I don't help people find a passion right now. I, that's not really my thing. It's more of, you know what you want to do, but you just don't know the steps to get there or you're overcomplicating the steps or you're full of fear and you feel a, a full of doubt and you're just standing in your own way, basically. That's who I help. So you kind of have to know what you want. And so you're either just starting out this business or you've been in business for, you know, maybe a couple years, but the business is really not a priority. Um, you know, one of the girls in my group mentorship program, she had a brand. She was, um, she had every, all her, you know, she had her structure done basically, but her business just took a back burner. Like every, she, she actually still is in, in corporate America. So that is obviously going to her priority. She doesn't plan on leaving anytime soon. So that was just not her, her side business was not a priority. So we tried to make that a priority as best as we can, but she needed help with consistency. So I don't want to forget about my business, but I just need to help staying consistent and accountability is my biggest thing because I've been a part of a lot of group mentorship programs and coaching programs. And unfortunately they get bigger and bigger and bigger, which I get why we want to impact 
more women and, and help more women, you know, why limit it? But um, then we just don't know, um, we, we won't be able to know what's going on in everyone's life and the accountability lack. So we, we can't say, Hey, I know you said that you're working on that logo. It's been three weeks now that you've been talking about this logo. Like what is the deal? And clearly this logo is, you know, you, you're really just full of fear that to put yourself out there and you're like backing yourself behind this logo. And, you know, so that's why I keep my, my program like small. So it is basically a mentorship slash accountability group specifically for moms. And I do moms because uh, I don't know, maybe I, I will open it up to more just women, but I do moms because I know how hard it is to build a business while being a mom. I know that, you know, it's not something that other people can understand when, Hey, I, I know I said I was going to do that thing, but the baby what didn't sleep, hasn't slept for three days. You know, I know what that's like. And so some of them can be excuses, but I know that we can all relate to that. You know, like one of the girls in my group was breastfeeding her baby while we were just all talking, you know? So that's my soft spot is for moms. So yeah, we get together on a weekly basis and it's, um, you know, there's, I also teach about strategy, mindset, um, and really the, the bulk of it is, are you doing what you need to do to stay consistent? What do you need help with? And the accountability is like huge because they know every week I'm going to ask them last week, you said you were going to post that YouTube video. What's the deal? So that's like the biggest thing about it. I love it. So, um, I think your last group was all in person, right? Like local to you. So the first group, this is what's interesting. I didn't say anything about it being local or anything like that. I opened it up to anyone, but they all ended up being local women. That's awesome. And so then I started feeling like maybe there's something here. Maybe I should be doing virtual and in person. And so that's the next group. I actually paused it. I was supposed to start in June, but the kids home from summer, it, it was just too much. So when I started up again in August, September, it's going to be half virtual and we'll do like a kickoff meeting in person so we can all get to know each other. And then we celebrate with a rooftop bar celebration, just um, celebrating all of our accomplishments. Uh, so yeah, so there's a, an in-person component to it as well, because it's a little different to get, you know, um, the, the vibe and the energy is just different when you're in person. So a little mix of, of both. I love it. I saw the pictures of your, the celebration with the ladies a few weeks ago and it looked amazing. Oh, thank you. It did. So where can people find you? So I'm mostly on Instagram, um, at Jenny Gallard. Um, I think there might be a period in there. I'm not sure, but you're going to come, come up, um, J E N N Y G A L L A R D. That is where most of my, my, content is. That's where I do um, a lot of education on there. I'm still trying to figure out the best way for me to uh, put out content. I'm thinking of maybe a Facebook group, but I'm not sure because I used to have a Facebook group and it was just a lot of work, but right now it's just Instagram and you'll find me there putting all of, all of my information there for now. So awesome. And how about the podcast? And the podcast is called level up querida. 
Um, and it's, um, it's, we are trying to put out an episode every two weeks, actually. So you should be finding something every two weeks, but it's just a little mix of everything. But one thing that we found my sister and I, when we were kind of just talking to people is, um, you know, we want to give a voice to, to Latinas and make sure that, you know, they're leveling up and they're getting, you know, what they need. Um, cause we found that it was kind of hard to find other Latinas in the same journey, the personal development, um, journey, the, the self-development, um, all of that. So we just want to give a, a space for, but it's not specifically for, for Latinas, but um, but yeah, that's what it's called. I thoroughly enjoy it. So I will make sure in the show notes that all of Jenny's information is on there and a link to her podcast as well. So Jenny, thank you so much for your time. It has been an absolute joy and who knows this might turn into a series at some point. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. So, are you ready to start your own corporate detox journey? Well, if you are, make sure that you check out amandamccorder.net for different ways to work with me, as well as some freebies that could help you get started. If you're on social media, follow me at Amanda K. McCorder on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram.